G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It may come as a surprise, but in this world of stress and anxiety, God doesn't want us to be afraid. But how's that supposed to work? I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're heading into the final message in this series about fear, and it's time to make the rubber hit the road. We're going to look at three ways to overcome fear. So let's get into God's Word, and please do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you how you can receive Christianity Works' free daily devotional. It's called Fresh, and it's all about helping you to live in the peace and the victory that Jesus died and rose again to give you. Well, here we are. This is the last message in a series of four programs that I've called Do Not Be Afraid. So many people spend so much time being afraid in their lives. Either it's a crisis or just a nagging, ongoing sense that something bad is going to happen. A negativity, a pessimism, always thinking the worst, always imagining the worst outcome, always expecting the worst. So often through the Bible, God says to his people, do not be afraid. He doesn't want us living in fear. He he doesn't want us worrying. And so many of us do. Okay, we might have a brave face, we might have a cool, calm exterior, but inside, a lot of people are torn apart, shaken to the core by fear and worry. Well, today we're going to finish up this series by looking at three very practical things that we can do to overcome that. I'm talking about living a life that, by and large, is free from fear and worry. Scary things will still come along at us in life, It's about living through those things with a calm delight and a resolve with a deep knowledge that God is in this place with us. The first thing I want to share with you is this. Our mind matters. What we do with our thoughts really matters. Back in 1953, a man by the name of Norman Vincent Peale wrote a classic book. It's called The Power of Positive Thinking. And for a long time, I poo-hooed that idea. It's not about positive thinking, I said to myself. It's about trusting in God. And even when I started reading his book fairly recently, I was sceptical. But what he expounds in that book is exactly what God talks about in the Bible. Basically, what he says is that our mind matters. Let me take you to a passage that I often go to myself. It's written by the Apostle Paul on death row in a Roman prison, writing to his friends, the Philippians. Listen to what this man Paul writes from his dank prison cell. If you've got a Bible, grab it. We're going to Philippians chapter 4 today, beginning at verse 6. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, 
whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I'm referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. For I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Let me start with just the first couple of verses. Let's look at them again. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How do we not worry? You see, in my experience, worry is just something that happens. I've wanted to turn the worry tap off many a time, but this stream of worrying thoughts just keeps flooding into my mind. Now, I'm as strong-willed and disciplined a person as you'll find anywhere. When I set my mind to achieving something, I invariably do. I have all my life. But you know something? What I've discovered is that I am powerless to turn off the worry tap. It's horrifying because when you worry, it grips your whole life. You're waking and you're sleeping. Have you, have you ever noticed that? You toss and turn at night and you can't sleep. It's believing in these two verses that's enabled me to end the worry in my life. Can I say that again? Catch this. It is believing in these two verses in the Bible that has enabled me to end the worry in my life. And you know something? When you stop worrying, you have peace. That's exactly what Paul tells us. That's exactly what God wants to tell you and me today. Do not worry about anything but in everything. How do I stop worrying? Not by turning the tap off myself, but by replacing it with something else, with the but in everything. Do not worry about anything but in everything. So what's the but? What's the thing that we should replace the worrying with? All that time and energy we spend worrying, what do I do with it? I transfer it to something else. To what else? Do not worry about anything but in everything. That means everything, in everything that's causing me to worry, by prayer and supplication. What does that mean? Praying and entreating God, asking Him, seeking Him. So instead of wasting all that time and energy on worrying, spend it on praying and asking God. Imagine how different life would be if every time a worrying thought came to haunt the deepest recesses of our mind, we said, hang on a minute, stop. I am not going to think on that. I am not going to dwell and brood and worry. But instead, in everything, I am going to pray. How? How do we pray? With thanksgiving. God, I thank you that I am in this place. I thank you that I have the opportunity to trust in you. I thank you that unless you show up, I'm in trouble. Now, Lord, here's my problem. Will you help me? Thank you. If every time we go to worry, we did that, Here's what the Bible promises us. Now listen to it very carefully to this promise, a promise that is going to change your life. 
Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Here comes the promise. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There it is. And you know something? That is exactly what happens. Try it just for a few days. Every time you start to worry about something, go to God, do the but thing. And here's what happens. He turns the worry tap off. No amount of strength or resolve or anything else is going to turn that worrying tap off. Only God. And it's an amazing peace. It's an incredible peace. The storm can still be raging. In fact, circumstances can be getting worse. But you've been praying and entreating and thanking God instead of worrying. And you think to yourself, I can't explain this, but I have a peace. How? Why? How can this be? That's why Paul calls it a peace that surpasses all understanding. God turned the worry tap off. He did what you and I can't do. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The worry can't get in. There is where the rubber hits the road. Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. It's completely up to you. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1300-722-415. So go ahead, sign up to receive fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. I have to tell you, believing in this passage, it works. It actually works. If every time worry creeps into your mind, You stop it at the doorstep, slam the door in his face and choose instead to pray and ask God and thank him. He will, let me emphasize this, it's beyond any doubt, he will guard your heart and mind with his peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that in colloquial terms simply doesn't make sense. It shouldn't be there. We should be worrying. We should be afraid. But instead, we have peace his peace. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Okay, let's look at another really practical thing that we can do to eradicate fear and worry from our lives. It's more than just having faith. I mean, faith is great, but there are some practical things that we need to do to participate in God's plan for us not to worry and not to be afraid. Back with the Apostle Paul in that dungeon again, on death row. If anyone had a reason to worry, it was the old Paul. 
We have a look at what he wrote to his friends in Philippi about this whole subject of not being afraid. Pick it up in Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 8. He says, Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, I want to start with the second bit of this first, and here's the reason for that. Because what Paul's telling us is that he's discovered how to have God's peace, how not to be afraid, how, how not to spend his life worrying. See, this is not some theory lesson. This is a guy on death row explaining how to have peace. Keep on doing the things that you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. So Paul's saying, you know my life. You know how often it's been threatened. You know how often people have rioted when I got up to speak and they wanted to harm me and kill me. You know that. You've seen me in action and you've seen how I've coped with the pressures and the threats. You want to have peace? You want to live a life free from fear or worry? Then do the things that you've seen in me and the things that I'm telling you now and you will have peace too. God's peace. I think that's fantastic because what we're about to look at is a proven thing. It works in the direst of circumstances. Doesn't that excite you? You know, there's not a one of us who doesn't have some reason to worry. Not one of us who isn't going through some storm right now. And just in case there's the odd person who isn't, just recognise that it's because you're between storms. The last one's blown out and the next one hasn't swept in yet. So what's the practical guidance that Paul gives us in this passage about how to dispense with fear and worry? Let's take a look. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure and pleasing and commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You know what he's saying here? What we do with our mind matters. That's what Norman Vincent Peale wrote in his book in 1953, The Power of Positive Thinking. And as I've said before, I used to be very sceptical about this. Faith isn't just positive thinking. Positive thinking has a, a self-help connotation to me. Like I can think my way out of problems without God. All I have to do is think positive. But that's not what he meant, and that's not what Paul means here. Paul's setting out a simple truth. We only have so much brain bandwidth each day, so much time that we can spend thinking, so many hours to think, some of our time we spend sleeping, some we spend doing things that require our, our complete attention, so we don't have time to think about anything else. We spend time vegged out in front of the TV, I guess, not really thinking about much at all. And then there's the rest of the time where we have time to think. And we can think good thoughts or bad thoughts, encouraging thoughts or discouraging thoughts. We can think thoughts that look at our situation, which may be difficult, which may be scary, which may be whatever, and what we think is going to influence how we see things and how we feel them. The human brain, get this, has about 70,000 thoughts a day. <laughs> Busy little thing, isn't it? And what Paul's saying here is, look, spend your brain time, your think time, thinking good thoughts, true, honourable, just, pure, pleasing, commendable, excellent, things worthy of praise. Think about these things. You know something? That makes a lot of sense to me. And it's something we have to teach ourselves. Here's how it works for me. A negative thought comes into my mind. You know, that guy just doesn't get it. He's never going to get it. He just drives me nuts. Maybe 
he doesn't get it. Maybe he has some issues, but I've decided something. If I think that way, it's going to influence how I treat the guy. So when one of those thoughts comes floating in, I boot it out. It's not some unrealistic thing where I sweep things under the carpet, but I replace the bad thought with a good one. How can I care for him today? How, how can I support him today? God, you love him just as much as you love me. Show me, Father, how I can build him up, how I can develop him, how I can grow him. That makes sense. And it's a discipline. And the more we do it, the more we get into the habit of recognising a bad thought when it comes in and booting it out and replacing it with a good thought, God thoughts, here's what happens. Our whole outlook starts to change. God honours that. And, and where things were once a threat, he gives us the solution. Where things once scared us, he gives us faith and peace. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves in a habit of resting our mind in good things. And all good things come from God. And more good things grow from that. Peace is one of them. Joy is another. Whatever is true, honourable, pure, just, pleasing, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise, think about those things. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. Like it or not, life doesn't always go the way we'd planned or hoped. And those difficult times can be fearful times. We each go through patches where we're gripped with fear and some people, even those who believe in Jesus, sad to say, live with chronic fear. Wherever you're at in your life, I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Five Ways to Overcome Fear, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live in the peace and the victory that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. To request your copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on one 722 and I'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so please don't miss out. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Okay, let's head back now into God's Word. As we come to the end of our series, Do Not Be Afraid, I want to share with you the most important thing that I know about banishing fear and worry from our lives. It's the most important thing, the most effective thing, and it comes from the last part of this passage in Philippians chapter 4 that we've been looking at today on the program. The Apostle Paul is on death row. He's teaching us how to banish fear from our lives from the most dire circumstances you and I could ever imagine. And here's what he says, beginning at Philippians 4, verse 10. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but you had no opportunity to show it. Remember, he's writing to his friends at Philippi. He's in his dungeon. And he says, not that I'm referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have a little. I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I've learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need, for I can do all things through him who strengthens me. 
Paul was an itinerant minister who travelled across much of the known world. A good part of his time he spent in jail, and he's writing to his friends here about his physical needs. Obviously, they've provided for him and sent him money and resources when he's been in need, and he's been saying, thank you, that's a good thing. I love how much of God's word is about real practical things in people's lives, but he takes even this opportunity from his dungeon to teach them something. And I believe that today God is taking the opportunity to teach us something. Here it is, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have a little. I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. For I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Paul's saying, you know something, it doesn't matter what circumstances I'm facing, good or bad, plenty or little, full or hungry, I have learned, learned in practice, in my experience, I have learned the secret. The secret of getting through any and all circumstances, and that secret is this, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, that I can do all things through him who strengthens me. doesn't matter what the world throws at me, because God is the one who strengthens me. And when I'm hanging close with him, when I'm relying on him, he comes through. He does the things that I can't do. He saves me. He encourages me. And I've been through this so many times, says Paul. Riots. So many times people have tried to hurt me. So many times people have criticized me and misunderstood me and rejected me because I was telling them about Jesus over and over and over and over and over again. Paul has learned this truth. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And you know why this is so important? Because whenever I feel a sense of despair, I come back to this one scripture. Whenever I feel overwhelmed or hurt or rejected or alone or distressed or afraid, I stop, I clear my mind, and I say this scripture verse. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is the word of God. And so I have a number of scriptures, some that I've memorized, some I've got on my mobile phone. Another one of them is Mark chapter 11, verses 22 to 24. Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you have said will come to pass... It will be done for you. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I have memorized that scripture passage. Can I tell you? I don't find it easy to memorize scripture passages. That one and a few others I have memorized and I go to them again and again and again and again. Those I can't remember, I look at them on my mobile phone. You may not have a mobile phone. Write them down on little cards and stick them in your pocket. God's word changes our hearts. And when we're struggling, when we're going through hard stuff, we need access to God's word. This is absolutely the most important thing that I know about living a life that's free from fear and worry. The more I do that, the more I find myself able to do all things that God calls me to do through him who strengthens me. I want to challenge you today. God's word is not something to be trifled with. God's word is not something we leave in a cupboard or on our shelves and then we wonder why our lives are full of fear and anxiety and stress. God's word 
brings peace. God's word convinces us of the truth of what God's saying. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You can do all things through him who strengthens you, through plenty or through little, through hunger or through fullness. The most important thing that I know about dealing with fear is to fill your heart and your mind with the word of God because it has healing power. It'll build your faith. It changes your outlook. It is the stuff of healing and transformation. Go and grab some scripture verses that really speak powerfully to you. Put them on some cards or in your mobile phone or memorize them and go to them again and again and again every day when you get up in the morning. When, when you have a break during the day to get away from the madness just to pause. When you go to bed at night. I'll tell you something. You will learn what Paul learned through the school of hard knocks, that you can do all things through him who strengthens you. You know, I challenge you today, you do this for just a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, and fear will be banished from your life. Because your perspective changes, you start to see things through God's word, And all of a sudden you start to live it by faith and your faith grows. Not rocket science. This is so practical. Anyone can do this. You can do all things through him who strengthens you. Well, that's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to live in a rich, dynamic, powerful relationship with Jesus. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give toward the ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach almost 3,000 people with a gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com or by calling us on 1300 722 415. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll free on 1300 722 415. Hey, thanks so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bertie Diamond. Catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.